BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our mid-month episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving and not so much, plus insider celebrity hair and makeup tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs, we've got the hot takes coming right up. Welcome back to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty, everybody. Hello, Carlene. Hi, Jill. So what's going? What's on tap today? There is no time for small talk today. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> we have true. so much in this episode. We, we can't even take a moment to talk about these protein balls <laughs> that you hand that you handmade with like dates and yummy coconut in them. Yeah. We need to get going. Yes, I know. We have a big headliner. Um, why don't we tell everybody who it is? We've got Sophia Amoruso. She's the brains behind Girlboss, best-selling author, the original founder of Nasty Gal. And, and, and I really, when I think of Sophia, I think of her as like the poster woman for female entrepreneurship in a way. She coined the term girl boss Mm -hmm. and she's a fellow podcaster. Yeah. So I listen to her show, Girl Boss Radio, um, quite often and she's just really killing it. I know. She is um, an inspiration. She's got massive lady balls. I'm going to say that. (laughs) Um, And we asked her about some of the recent fiery posts on her Instagram feed. She's pretty fearless on there. Mm -hmm. And of course, what's on her top shelf when it comes to beauty products, we had to know. So definitely stay tuned for our interview later on in the show absolutely I'm so sad I missed that sit yeah. down with her you I would have been a fan I was sure. out of out of town but mm-hmm. um but first up it's September so we want to get back in the swing of things and we're actually going to get schooled a little bit in today's episode with an oldie but a goodie ingredient and that is retinol yes it's been around since the 1970s and retinol is still considered the gold standard ingredient Um, But there still are so many questions like what not to do and when to start using it. So we're going to get to the bottom of all that in a chat with New York-based dermatologist, Dr. Dendi Engelman. Yeah, and she's a celebrity dermatologist Mm -hmm. at that. Mm -hmm. Um, Without question, retinol is having Mm -hmm. a resurgence in skincare products. When you look at the the Google trends of what people are looking for around this ingredient, it is literally off the charts. Yeah, yeah. So we partnered with an OG Canadian brand, Elizabeth Arden on a segment of The Damn Goods. And did you know that Elizabeth Arden is, she was a real woman, by the way. Yes, I do. I do know that. <laughs> what kind of beauty nerd would, would I be if I didn't know that? Yeah. And in fact, um, Eliz- 
Elizabeth Arden herself. She was from a town called Woodbridge, Ontario, which is like 30 minutes away mm-hmm. from where, where we are sitting right this moment. It's true. She could be like floating around the room oh, right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, even though there's no red door. <laughs> I was here. just going to say, I'm looking for a red door. <laughs> and Reese Witherspoon is their latest spokesperson, yeah. another woman who's like killing it yeah. right now in life. Reese, who's like pr- produce, she's basically turning into Tracy Flick from the election. <laughs> yeah. And Elle Woods mixed together, but yeah. she is like picking up incredible novels and turning them into series like mm-hmm. Big Little Lies. Yeah. And she's starting her own podcast network, mm-hmm. which we just so found cool. out about. And she's also the face of the product that we are talking about today. That's right. And Time's Up also a leader yeah. in that movement. Um, so the new product is called Elizabeth Arden Retinol Ceramide Capsules Line Erasing Night Serum. We're going to quiz you on this later. <laughs> and it's just rolling out into shelves, sto- onto store shelves right now. We're probably one of the first people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really different about this product is that they're like little pods mm-hmm. of skincare. Um, if you're familiar with the Elizabeth Arden ceramide capsules, they kind of look like that, except they're pink. Yeah. And they're individually dosed. Yeah. They remind me of the bath gels I used in the 1980s. Oh, yeah. Totally. Because <laughs> they have that jelly texture, although it should be noted biodegradable. Yeah. yeah. So you just twist one open and you have exactly the right amount to cover your face, your neck, and even your hands. Um, so we've been testing it. What were your thoughts, Jill? Oh, so the first thing I would say that you're you're going to notice it is like a silky texture. Um, I think it definitely has some oils in it. I believe there's sunflower seed oil and avocado oil. Mm-hmm. Um but so when you put it on, you get that really like smooth, it goes on like mm-hmm. silky smooth, but then yeah. it absorbs right away. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? I found it more like a makeup primer, okay. the texture, just talking texture wise. Yes. Um, it was kind of like there is silicone in it. It had that smoothing the ability, slip. the slip, yeah. if you will. Um, that's our, our technical beauty term. <laughs> yeah. But it's really about these buffing ingredients, like the combination of ceramides. And so they're there to ensure that the retinol isn't too aggressive for yeah. daily use because right. you are using it every day. Right. Because I think some people, if they've heard retinol in the past, they might have gone a little bit overboard and they can get flaking and peeling. But the yeah. bu- it has like a built-in insurance in a way. Well, regular listeners will know that I have somewhat sensitive skin and I've been using the capsules every night for a month and I haven't had any irritation or redness, no flaking, nothing like that. Um, So I didn't find it to be overly drying. Although I would say if you use any type of retinol product, you know, you're always going to want to use a serum Mm -hmm. um, or an essence the next morning just to like put that moisture back into your skin and and of course an SPF. Yeah. They don't mention the exact percentage of retinol on the package. Um, It is proprietary for many brands, Mm -hmm. but um, what's great about retinol is that a lot of people think it's just for the signs of aging, but Mm -hmm. I for one um, have used it for acne in the past, prescription retinoids, because essentially what it's doing is helping your cells turn over. And um, so you're sloughing off any dry dead skin that might've clogged pores in the past. So it's really that sort of hero that can tackle a lot of issues. We got on the phone with Dr. Engelman. She is the consulting dermatologist with Elizabeth Arden, and we are bringing you the top five things every beauty junkie wants to know about retinol. Boom. She also talked to us about the science behind the new product innovation and the surprising way that prescription retinoids are helping people with skin cancer. Let's have a listen.
The first thing every skincare junkie wants to know is, since there's a total resurgence of retinol right now, why is it still considered the gold standard? Yes. So I agree with you. I'm seeing that trend so much now, too. Before, even though we knew that retinol or vitamin A derivatives were kind of the best ingredient that we could have for skincare, uh, people always wanted to hear about new things. Mm -hmm. They didn't even have to work so much. They just wanted to hear some new ingredient that had hit the stage. But the reality is, if you took 10 dermatologists and put us in a room and asked us if we had one anti-ager besides sunscreen, what would it be? We would all say retinol or prescription retinoids. And that is just the reality because it works so yeah. well. Yeah, that's powerful. It helps with fine lines and wrinkles, helps with building collagen, helps fight sun damage, helps with skin texture, skin tone, discoloration. I mean, basically you name a skin complaint and retinol can help address it. Mm-hmm. And so... I love that we're getting back to kind of the roots of what works. And yes, even though it's been around for 40 to 50 years, it's still a workhorse in our, in our toolkit that we use daily to help people fight signs of aging. How does retinol work? Like what action does it have on your skin? So retinol sends a signal to the nucleus to make new collagen, make new elastin. It sets into effect a bunch of different signals to help reverse signs of sun damage. And really, even as I'm a Mohs surgeon here and I do a lot of skin cancer work, when people have had a lot of skin cancers, I put them on a retinoid regimen because it helps to reverse their propensity to having skin cancer. So we're seeing not only is it good for, yes, not only good for the aesthetic appearance of the skin, but also health of the skin historically, what has kept a lot of people from using it is that they can't tolerate it because they're getting red or irritated or peely, or it's just too harsh for their skin. And so I love that we have different options now that are great, potent, effective retinols that are over the counter that are Mm going to limit the side effects. Which skin types are best suited to use retinol? And on the flip side, who would not make a great candidate to use it? So I think that most of us can get a retinol that we can tolerate. We have to be very careful with the strength that we start with. And so if someone is very fair, type 1 skin, that means kind of maybe you have red hair or very little melanin pigment in the skin and very prone to burning or freckling, I am not going to start them on a prescription retinoid. They will get red and peely and irritated and no one will be happy. So I would always start them on a retinol. How should a person build retinol into their skincare routine? Like, are there any ingredients that don't play nice with retinol or that should be avoided or maybe used at a different time? Yeah, I mean, there have been so many, you know, we try to BB cream and multitask so many products and and throw a bunch of things in at once in order to kind of limit steps or get it all done at night. You know, we tend to have more time. Benzyl peroxide tends not to play very well with retinol. It tends to deactivate it. And so often um, I have patients, if they are using benzyl peroxide for spot treatment for acne, I have them put that on in the morning and then their retinol at night. Um, Historically, retinol wasn't particularly photostable, meaning it, it got degraded in ultraviolet light. So you wanted to put it on at night, not only for the cellular turnover that occurs, but also because you were getting a more potent uh, dosage if you weren't exposing it to UV light. So um, vitamin C tends to give you the best benefit in the, in the sun or when we're exposing it to ultraviolet light or to the elements like um, pollution. So that's one of the reasons we tend to say put it on in the morning. Um, but that, 
you know, most of them have become stable around the vitamin C. So if you are a big fan of vitamin C at night, you can also use your retinol at night. If you're one who is prone to sensitivities, then use it once or twice a week and just use the amount that's recommended. Yeah, I'm a New York City dermatologist and the American way is of a little is good, more is better. And so that is not the case with retinol. It is very dose dependent that you will get the effects that you need from a small amount. But if you increase the usage, you'll just increase the side effects. You're not going to get added benefit to using more. Mm. So one, use the appropriate amount. And two, um, just use it as your skin tolerates. So if you find in the morning after using it that you're red or peely, then skip a night or two and know that we're only going to use it once or twice a week for a couple of weeks until those receptors in our skin are activated and our skin becomes acclimated to applying this new ingredient. What exactly is the difference between retinol, retin-A, and retinoids? So it can be confusing, and we kind of use all of these terms interchangeably, and that's what makes it even more hard to elucidate what, what exactly you're getting where. But if we just think about the whole umbrella of vitamin A derivatives, and under that comes retinol, retinoids, and retin-A. And retin-A is just a brand name for a prescription retinoid. So those are in and of the same. And then retinol is available over the counter. And so you're going to get similar benefits from both molecules. Retinol tends to be a little bit better tolerated. And often I will start my patients on that, even though I am a prescriber, because we need to kind of prep the skin and get it used to that molecule. Because the reality is, as great as retinol or retinoids are, they are not without side effects. Thank you for all of that great intel. So now that we've gotten down the ABCs of retinol, we need to ask you about the latest innovation. So we understand you were involved in formulating the retinol ceramide capsules. Tell us everything. And first of all, clearly this is an extension of the Elizabeth Arden ceramide line. Why does it make sense to tag team retinol um, with this ingredient? What do ceramides do? Yeah. So ceramide, if we just think about the skin as a brick wall and the skin cells are the bricks, Ceramides are the mortar holding the skin cells together. So if our ceramide levels are dropping, the wall kind of falls apart. And that's why as we get older, we're increasing sensitivity and dryness. We don't have, um, you know, the glow that we used to. It's all because the ceramide level is dropping and our skin is becoming, you know, a little bit duller and that brick wall is falling down. And so if we can tighten those junctions between cells, it actually makes your skin not only behave more optimally and more healthily, but it looks more beautiful too. And so Arden made these capsules containing retinol, and they also have ceramides and peptides in order to hydrate the skin because we know that retinol, although fantastic as an ingredient, can also have side effects of making us dry or irritated or a little bit peely or red. And so it's kind of a built-in anecdote to what are the side effects that we would expect from the retinol. So we were reading some of the claims, and this formula is said to be 76% more potent than unencapsulated retinol. And is that all to do with the delivery system? Yes, and the fact that it's single use and not being exposed to air and light every time that you go into the jar to get it. Yeah, but I know that one of the factors in this product is that it should be used at night. Tell us a bit more about that. Like, does it have to do with circadian rhythms or what's happening that it should be used at night? 
So at night, based on that circadian rhythm, we know that the cells go into more of a cellular repair. And so we think about the day we need to protect, and at night we need to put on products that are going to help for cellular repair. And so whether that is uh, a retinol, which I love, or... um, you know, different peptides to help with hydration based on whatever your skincare need is. Um, And in the morning, we think about antioxidants to help with pollution and with ultraviolet exposure and sunscreen in order to block what we're putting the skin in front of. At night, it's more about reparation. And what level of SPF? Like, is a daily moisturizer with SPF 20 enough, or do you need to crank it up if you're using retinol? I stand by what the American Academy of Dermatology says, which is an SPF of 30 at minimum. What expectations should you have in terms of a timeline? And when will you see those lines start to fade? Yes. So I will say, anecdotally, with my patients, usually they will start to see benefit as far as softening of lines or maybe improvement in skin texture within the first 28 days, so four weeks. And that makes sense because that's about the time that we have Um, from our cells at the base of the epidermis to get to the top where the stratum corneum is then released. And so that's a cell cycle of cellular turnover in the epidermis. That said, when we're looking at crow's feet depth or frown lines, but usually 8 to 12 weeks is where we expect, like, um, the, you know, the most noticeable change. But I would say that you can see them as quickly as four weeks. That's pretty fast. And is that it using is that. it every day? I mean, I think so, but my patients will come <laughs> back a week later and they're like, it didn't do anything. And I'm like, give it a second. Now it's time to get to our headlining guest, Sophia Amoruso. She does Instagram very well. She's a natural influencer, which is why we jumped at the opportunity to sit down with her when she came to town for Shoppers Drug Mart's beauty boutique, Be Bold with Beauty event. We started our chat talking about Girl Boss because it's so much a part of who Sophia is beyond just what you look like on the surface. And I know that Girl Boss rallies are getting really popular. Um, mm-hmm. Their next one's in new- November. It'll be two days in Brooklyn with over 50 speakers like Ariana Huffington. And they're expecting like a thousand people to attend. So so let's give it up for Sophia Amoroso. So for people who don't know, or when people ask you, how do you describe Girl Boss? Girlboss is a platform that is redefining success for and with women by giving them the tools and resources and connections they need to level up. And what, I mean, you have turned that into a podcast and various different things. You interview people like Gwyneth Paltrow and Jen Atkin. What interview is like stuck with you and what did they say? And what impressed you about that that person? So Angelica Ross came on the podcast recently and she is... An actor on Pose, mm-hmm. and which is a you know all woman lead cast of trans women of color, so oh, it's okay, a huge cool. first. It's on FX, yeah. And she's a Zen Buddhist, oh, and just had the most you know. There's people who are smart who yeah. have all the like quotes and all the like kind of you know hashtaggy inspirational stuff, mm-hmm. and who have great experiences and can share like how to build a business. She's deep. Like she's wise and it's very rare that you get to talk to somebody who has that kind of depth and who goes through life with like such grace and consideration for how they 
how they go through life and how they experience and uh, manifest and um, process the things that happen to them and turn them all into learning experiences. She was really, really impressive. So important to have those role models. And, you know, what I like about girl boss is that the way you're kind of redefining success so there's maybe a little bit less pressure can you recall a time when you had to sort of struggle in your career and how did you like put one foot forward like what were the first steps nasty gal my first company did not end well and it's challenging it's you know it's challenging no matter what when something ends which whether it's a relationship unless you end it when something ends that you don't want to end it's always really challenging and often very devastating uh but remembering that there's always something more out there for you that you can with anything i mean i had already a great platform with girl boss when i founded the company and i realized that's there's a certain amount of like advantage and privilege to that but it doesn't matter what you have use what you have take what's left and build that into just a little bit more every Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. and just a little bit more the next day Mm -hmm. no one's going to move forward for you right I was told that I should stop and process things and take six months off or take a year off and I was like girl boss is more relevant now than it's ever been yeah women have been asking me to do more with it for so long but I was focused on building a fashion company and now my purpose and my opportunity in business have aligned right and that feels amazing yeah and what about you tease something is in beta uh-huh. um, is there any hints that you can give about what's coming it's a digital place where women can connect okay. um, about all things but primarily around career entrepreneurship side hustles front hustles okay. finances but what we talk about and create content for and conversations around a girl boss is really not just about work and money even though it's mm-hmm. called girl boss it's not about being a boss it's about being very intentional in your life right and we're exploring what success means at the intersection of not just work and money but personal life and wellness and mental health and all the things that affect us in the workplace right and and in our lives and considering what a successful life or feeling successful in your day means with all of those things at play right and speaking of stepping outside of the just the workplace like you had a really powerful post on social media and social media is one of the things that you do so well thank you um the Ivanka Trump note hey guys jumping in here with a refresher about that viral Ivanka Trump post so it started out like this you follow me on social media you said family separation was a low point for you The low point is for the separated families. You spoke in past tense. The crisis is ongoing. The post went on to call out the terrible abuses that children have had to endure during these separations. It was powerful. And a lot of celebrities regrammed the post and it made a lot of headlines. There's a woman named Sarah Sophie Flicker, who's one of the Women's March organizers, Mm -hmm. um, who has uh, become somewhat of a friend. And she noticed that I... Uh, that Ivanka followed me right and really prompted me to post this Mm -hmm. I was the first person to post it I think and I just made it prettier and that's why I think it got shared more and one that you know I'm glad got as much reach as it did and I hope Ivanka saw it I'm sure she did (laughs) yeah Um, and so let's talk a little bit about beauty since we're here at a beauty event 
your look has changed because you did a throwback from back in the day when you were like you had your eBay store and yeah. now you have kind of a signature look. How would you describe it and what are a few of your key products your go to? I do think my look has changed a lot over the years. Uh, it used to be quote unquote edgy, whatever that means. And now I've adopted a little bit more subtlety in my 30s that I think just reads a lot better. It's actually kind of painful to look at my Google search results, which <laughs> I don't know what it says about me that I actually Google myself. But um, I love RMS. I okay, love yeah. any kind of pot that I can dip my finger into and smear on my face before I go to work. Yeah. I, I like, you know, I like efficiency and I like speed. Um, I like the Urban Decay Nude Palette, which, mm. of course, everybody loves. Iconic. Um, I love a good tinted moisturizer. I've been doing uh, microblading on my brows. So oh, you have? Oh, my God. I've been desperate to talk to somebody. It's Is, really good. Are you into it's it? really good. For me, it lasts about seven months, but I have really oily skin, so I think it, like, my skin kind of turns over more okay. than... Than maybe another skin type, um, but I'll fill them in sometimes. Yeah. Um, I like a good just like powder, um, powder brow. Yeah. What are three that are on your top shelf? I mean, NARS is kind of at the top. Yeah. For me. For sure. Um, Chanel. Oh my God. And Dior Lip Glow. Oh I yeah. Mean, this is just like such a staple. Everybody goes crazy over that one. It's just so easy. And depending on your hair color, I was blonde for a hot second. Mm-hmm. And I think the coral looked better on me and then the pink I forget which one looked better with blonde hair but you should definitely experiment with the different colors yeah um and it's really subtle but pretty and this Shiseido um highlighter is amazing the shimmering cream um I like it in the ombre cream satin is that how you say it do you say creme or I think creme everything's kind of French we're half French here so I know it's more sophisticated but look at that (laughs) It doesn't yeah. look like glitter, but it also doesn't just look like um, gunk. Some yeah. of the highlighters can look kind of gunky. No, and, and like there's sit on your face, right? I noticed that you do the Cupid's bow. I did that too. Is that the RMS Luminizer? I think it. I think it is, and uh, I do that for. I did it for you. <laughs> but Thank day you. to day, you know, I might Cupid's just put a, a little bow. bit on my cheeks. I like putting <laughs> some just below my brow to yeah. kind of like raise my brow sometimes a little bit on the bridge of my nose but that can that can sometimes get to be a bit too much depending yes I agree how you do it and your nails I always notice your nails are done who do you go to generally in I go to a place called diamond nails nice and I see a guy named Andy it's on La Brea (laughs) and Hollywood it's just a regular nail salon but he does really good gels and they have um, you know, some of the, the top kind of like gel brands, they have OPI. Yeah. And what about your tattoos? You have a lot of them. Which one's the most specialist and why? I think the most special, I mean, it's a tie between my very first tattoo, which mm-hmm. is, um, the Virgin Records logo. I was just really into music and I thought it was cool. And I met Richard Branson once and he thought oh, it was very cool. cool and took a photo with my arm. <laughs> um, and then I think there's one that's in my handwriting that says significant. Mm-hmm. And I got that really the first weekend I started dating Galen, who's my boyfriend now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was he got one, too. And it was just like, all right, this is significant. And we just got this tattoo. Mine's on my kind of like rib cage and his is on his his shoulder but I love tattoos with friends and and lovers nice okay 
And did you have hair extensions earlier this year? I had hair extensions for several years. Tell us everything. Even when my hair was short and dark, you know, maybe a year ago, I still had extensions for thickness. Okay. And I've just gotten to a point where it's expensive. It's a lot of upkeep. And I'm just, I want to be a little less maintenance. Yeah. But my hair was this short under extensions that were like past my boobs. Wow. So it was so much hair just to fill it in and, and, and connect Yeah. short hair with the long hair. And it's still, my hair's kind of curly and then mm. the extensions were straight. So yeah. if I let it air dry, <laughs> I would have this like bubble with like the sticks hybrid. coming out of it. Yeah. So it was a lot, it was a lot of work and a lot of hair and yeah. um, only if a professional did it, did it really ever look good. And that's just, yeah. that what doesn't happen that often for what's, me. What's the best beauty tip you've ever gotten? I mean, I think the best beauty tip is, you know, what Coco Chanel said about fashion, which is just remove one thing, yeah. you know. Um, it's easy to want to do the lip and the eye and the brow and the cheek and... It doesn't. It doesn't always read that great, and you, you're not bringing out anything about yourself when you're when you're covering everything. Yeah. So yeah. Just leave some part of you that um, isn't hiding. And I notice, like you work out. I saw you do the Shiggy challenge. Oh my on- god. <laughs> That was so great. Um, tell us a little bit about, like, what do you have for breakfast today? How do we how do we keep up with Sophia oh, fitness-wise? I've really, I eat almost no carbs now. Oh, okay. Which is pretty new. But I still eat a little sugar. I eat cheese. And I'm kind of on a bacon kick. I don't know. Like, I Googled the keto diet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not actually on it. But it said, like, bacon and cheese. Yes. So I'm just like... I'm not eating a lot of it, but it's very filling, mm-hmm. even if you don't eat a lot. So I've been eating a lot of, you know, for lunch, I'll eat just steamed vegetables and hard-boiled eggs, and it's actually really good. Yeah, yeah, um, for And for sure. dinner, I'll have, like, salmon with kale, and it's all, like, super tasty. Yeah. You know, what I think I didn't realize until more recently in my life is that, like, you don't need to put anything on salmon. It just tastes good. It does. Like, you can put, like, salt and lemon, and it it's incredibly flavorful, and it's... Yeah. Really easy to overseason your food. It's true. And what podcasts are you listening to? What else do you like? I listen to like nerdy business podcasts. Mm-hmm. So the A16Z podcast, which is Andreessen Horowitz's podcast. Uh, I listen to Reed Hoffman's podcast, uh, Masters of Scale. So he interviews really the top entrepreneurs who have built businesses at scale, which is such a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. I've just started listening to one called On Being, which okay. is a little bit more kind of philosophical, spiritual mm-hmm. podcast. And then I actually, I listened to the Oprah interview on the Goop podcast. Oh, it's the okay. first episode that one. and it's so good. I mean, anything Oprah, I think is worth listening to. Yeah, for sure. And I guess our last question, I'm getting the hook. Um, <laughs> tell us what, um, tell us what keeps you up at night. Usually caffeine keeps me up at night or my poodle that might be whining to like try to crawl in bed, but I make them sleep. I have three poodles. I make them sleep together kind of like in a little doggy corral. And then anything relating to culture in our company, you know, building a great culture is really, really difficult. There's definitely road bumps there Mm -hmm. as with everything in business. Mm -hmm. And I try to resolve things as quickly as possible. I Mm -hmm. want Girlboss to be a great place to work. 
it's hard to know everything that's going on, even in a company with 25 people, which is, you know, what we have today. So essentially anything I can't control, which is almost everything. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Well, thanks for talking to us at Breaking Beauty Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time.